it came on on the 24th of December. Thought it wouldn't be so bad and thought, I'd, you know, this is great. I could kind of do Christmas, but get lots of rest. But it did turn into a rather nasty uh, version of it. Probably the worst was the throat. Every time I swallowed, it was just uh, agony. Anyway, recovered, thank God. But one of the most difficult things about the whole experience, and this is something that a couple of the people I've spoken to who got like a decent sort of flu feeling version of COVID. The most difficult thing everybody said to me was they couldn't pray. Now, I haven't seen that in the list of uh, official symptoms with any of these things, but it's a pretty common experience. And it doesn't have to be COVID. It could be whatever, you know, whether it's sickness. Some friends have talked to me before about the difficulty of praying when they were in labor. And for a lot of people, it's also very similar when prayer just goes dry. They don't know why, but they just can't do what they used to do. So what do you do? What do you do in that, that time? It's a bit of a tester, isn't it? It's like, prayer used to be nice, and now I can't even think straight. I can't. I think it's a really good thing because you know the reality of a relationship when you go through a bit of a rough spot. When everything's fine and dandy, you know, yay, buddy, buddy. But then when you hit a rough spot, what's the level of commitment that you have? What's the level of commitment that the other person has? Now, we know with Jesus, his level of commitments, yeah, is pretty high. You're pretty safe there. You know, dying for you on the cross, thats he's made his heart clear. But what about yours? These times are actually really, really important to see, right, how am I doing? Really, how am I doing in my relationship, in my commitment to God when I get nothing, uh, nothing that I can sense out of it? In fact, it's, I'm already in pain, physical pain, sickness, whatever it is. And then on top of that, I have to try and pray and it just makes no sense to me. It's just, it's just another form of agony sometimes. So how do you, what do you do? What do you do? One of our priests, Father Benedict Rochelle, he was the kind of the main founder of our community, the Franciscans of the Renewal. So he founded it back in 87, but then in 2003, which is just two years after I joined the community, he was down in Florida doing some trip or preaching thingy. At the airport, he got hit by a truck wallop. At that point, I think he was in his, what he'd been in his 70s, maybe. You know, so he wasn't a spring chicken. He'd had a number of pretty serious medical conditions already. And to be honest, the truck should have killed him through various miracles and great medicine and all the rest of it. He did pull through. But at one point when he was in the hospital, he spoke to uh, another pretty, very close priest friend of his, and he said that he couldn't pray. Now, it wasn't just that he couldn't pray. He couldn't remember a single prayer. Just to put this in context, Father Benedict had a photographic memory. He could close his eyes and quote Augustine or all sorts of people, like stuff, stuff that he just read once. And he closed his eyes and read it from memory. Amazing intellect. And he was reduced to it. He couldn't remember. Like he couldn't remember the Hail Mary, our Father. Just couldn't do it. Couldn't pray the rosary. So he says to this priest, like, well, he definitely, you know, he's not going to be able to pray the breviary. He's not going to be able to say the mass. And he's way too much, you know, banged around and in too much pain to have like one of those sort of chat prayer times with Jesus. Can't do meditation, can't. So he asked the priest that, what, the, what do I do? And the priest's response was very simple. He said, well, just say Jesus. Just say Jesus. Uh, and that's what he did. 
until he eventually got his memory back and was able to say the prayers. So my experience was actually quite similar. Initially, the first couple of days, I was able to kind of do some of my normal prayer and follow my regular routine, pray in the breviary. I couldn't do as, as much prayer as I would like to because I needed to rest and all the rest. But as it got more serious and as I got more, like my temperature went up and was just up for days. And you know the way when you've got like a really, really high temperature, you just can't do anything. And as I started to get into that state, I just couldn't do the things that I would normally want to do. I couldn't pray, meaning. And my prayers started getting much, much simpler. You can't pray as much as you would want to when you're in these situations. So that doesn't mean you're unfaithful. That doesn't mean you fail the test. That's just being realistic. But there is some amount of prayer that you can do. And the big thing that God looks at in these situations is our intention. Do you want and are you committed and are you trying your lousy best to connect with him, to pray? Are you experiencing any connection or no? No, you're not. (laughs) Quite the opposite, but that's okay. You just want to pray to the degree that you can, to the level that you can, meaning if it's just very, very simple, as simple as Jesus, that's okay. And first and foremost, it's just down to that, like, what is your intention? Are you committed to maintaining this relationship, even in this desert, even in this pain? Yes. If your answer is even a little yes, that's enough for Jesus. It doesn't have to be like full on all the way to death to his part, but I'm just going to try just in this time, instead of an hour, I'm going to do 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and I'm just with my heart, I'm just going to try and connect with them. So for me, my amount of prayer reduced drastically. And then when I did pray, I didn't say Jesus. What really helped me was kind of a variation on the uh, divine mercy, the little phrase in the divine mercy image. I would just say, Jesus, I trust you. Because to be honest, I don't understand the phrase, Jesus, I trust in you. Uh, what, what does that mean? If you understand what that means, let me know. I understand the phrase, Jesus, I trust you. Because that's about relationship. That's about whatever it is you decide, I'm on board with it. I put myself in your hands. So that's just what I would say. And I couldn't like think of things I was grateful for. I couldn't say the rosary. I couldn't, I definitely couldn't pray the breviary. I just was, ugh. But I could say that. And it was funny, I was able to keep saying it. I was able to say it quite a bit. And I would, you know, have a little rosary or something in my hand. And uh, just very simply, Jesus, I trust you. Jesus, I trust you. And as best I could, I said it with my heart. As best I could, I at least made it a turning of my heart to him. It wasn't just me saying words, speaking to the wall. I was trying my best to say it to him and at least for it to be some sort of a turn, yeah, a turn of the heart relationship, uh, uh, some sort of attempt by me to connect with him. I pretty much didn't feel any consolation at all for the whole two, three weeks or so. And my prayer still isn't back to the amount that it was because I was still needing to sleep and all that sort of thing. But got through it and learned a lot from it. And I'm just really glad to have to have maybe learned a little bit more about my own heart in that time of testing. I, my heart does actually want Jesus, <laughs> even if he's not giving me spiritual sweets all the time. And that makes me happy. That's, uh, that's a great joy. So for you guys, whatever, whatever you're going through, whether it's COVID or labor or, or just dryness in prayer, yeah, just sometimes you just have to accept you can't make nice feelings come along in prayer. That's up to God. You can't uh, fix yourself or get well immediately. So you have to kind of accept some of those realities and then just reach out to him 
as best you can and do what you can. And that's enough for him. Even your least effort is delightful to him. So be careful about beating yourself up because you think you're not doing enough. So long as your heart and your will is turned towards him, I think he's well pleased with you. Anyway, there you go. I hope that is helpful. God bless you. See you soon. Bye-bye.